What up, Doe? What's going on? What's up, guys? We are back. Uh, August 12th, 2020. Uh, before we get into the On This Day, uh, Matt, do you want to tell us where uh, they can find us on social media? Uh, yeah, so um, if you want to look for us on Instagram, we'll be uh, MSM Productions 2020. You can find us uh, Twitter at, at Major Sports Media. Um, if you want to email us, you can reach out to us, msmdailymail at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's how you get a hold of us. Um, on this day, August 12th in 1969, the Boston Celtics sold for an NBA record of $6 million. Wow. I would love to, I probably should have looked that up earlier. Um, what they're valued at now. It's gotta be in the billions. Let's all take a guess here right now. So I would say Boston Celtics. I would say at least two point two billion. Wow. Okay. Because um, I mean, the Rockets sold for yeah two bill. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one point five. I'm gonna go lower. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna go one point eight. Oh, how dare you! An estimated three point one billion dollars. Oh, in the winner. Closest by the fall. There you go. I get the that's Boston that, Celtics now. That's that red Auerbach old money. Jalen right Brown there. is out. I'm trading him. Got to go. I mean, that only makes sense. Rope in. (laughs) Give me Devin Booker. Ooh. Draymond. All right. (laughs) Well, before we get into the basketball world, uh, the big news uh, over this past weekend was uh, that the Mm Pac-12 and the Big Ten have officially canceled their seasons uh, for all sports, correct? Yeah. Uh, Going forward. And I believe it's just for the fall. Just for the fall. Sorry, yes, for the fall. But But still. They're in hopes that football will resume in spring, but how can you do that? See, I I was uh, watching ESPN, and uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, the the college football analyst, the guy that always has, like, where's the old guy with the glasses? Oh, yeah. Uh, Feinbaum, Paul Feinbaum. He was uh, saying that he's like, it's all smoke and mirrors. Like, that's not happening. He was basically like, there's no way. That ish ain't happening. If, you know? if I'm draft eligible, if I if I know I'm good, I'm pro ready. Uh-huh. If I'm a junior or senior, I'm not going to risk playing in the spring and then destroy my knee or something right. and then go to the combine or whatever the reason. Well, also that know? too, you got to think about like the turnaround. If like you do a season in the spring, then you got to go to, you know, rookie camp start in what, June? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, you have no time to, yeah. like, rest or anything like that. Yeah. Now, um, I know the team, like, the conferences that have been canceled, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Right. I know a lot of the the kids that want to play, they're talking about transferring. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the first thing I was thinking of is, like, I wonder what that looks like for, for schools that are like, hey, well, you know, I probably had offers from the SEC or the Big 12 at one point, but I, I chose to go to, you know, whatever uh, – USC. Right. Um, so maybe I I transfer. Like, what does that look like? But could you imagine just like the rich getting richer, like Bama getting like a, some star quarter? Yeah. I, oh, I don't man, think it would. Do you imagine. think? Let me let me rephrase the question. Do you think it would be like these star studded guys, or do you think it's guys who are kind of on the fringe that are just trying to get some play? Like, is Justin Justin Fields isn't transferring again, right? No, I, don't know. There, I mean, Matt, no if I guess it de- depends what the NCAA. Is gonna well, do if they're gonna allow people to transfer? Because imagine if I'm a Joe Burrow, who the starting quarterback for LSU, yeah. and, but he popped off that last year, and he now he's the number one pick. So if I have the opportunity to transfer to a 
a a team like say if I'm Justin Fields, if I can transfer to A and M, say that right, and instantly this the starting quarterback, and say I take A and M to a bowl game and they play Bama, but wow. now Justin Fields is probably top five pick with up there with Trevor Lawrence, you know, or yeah, well, I mean he will be either way. Well, yeah. I was just about to say, but that's the thing is like I don't that's reason I don't see these big name guys. Like you saw, who were the 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 cornerback and the guys that like opted out uh, for the COVID? They opted out because of COVID. Then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, who's that guy? And you're like, yeah, hey, he was like a top cornerback or something like that. There's a few guys. Oh yeah, yeah. that that I had opted out. Um, and I was just like, oh man, like I don't like what does they do for their stock? And most people were just like, well, they're already a first round pick. Like, I mean, fair. It's you know, it's and it's it's. I don't know. I don't know what that does for your stock. Like well, I, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think if if he doesn't play, ACC still in it, so that's yeah. not a thing. But let's say ACC goes down, okay. and Trevor Lawrence doesn't get to play. Like if I'm him, I'm not transferring. Like I'm going off my name. Well, I, think, I just well, had yeah. like I think what? he's shown enough on tape though. Yeah, you know Trevor right. Lawrence, he's already took you to the national championship. He's won you one. Yeah. Whereas like some of the other guys, yeah, they could be fringe first round picks. Yeah. But if these other teams are playing. They're gonna get leapfrog because like, hey, yeah, what has he been doing for this year? Yeah. You know, like well, my question is like, why aren't conferences giving universities the option to go to another conference? Like secede. Yeah, yeah, for lack <laughs> of a better just yeah. if if we're making all the exceptions for this year either way. And doesn't like Notre Dame and stuff like already do that as it is? Like, well they just, like, yeah, no Notre Dame is can... just like an independent. Like they can they're allowed to just go wherever because most likely my guess would be because they're a religious university they didn't really want to take ties with yeah. a major conference well this year they're going to be in the acc now because they wanted to play yeah. and they knew the acc was going to stay i guess active yeah throughout the fall sports season so they were like well let's jump in the acc then because they weren't going to they weren't going to be allowed to play otherwise can you imagine like michigan ohio state wisconsin jumping over to yeah that's like what SEC i'm saying like, yeah. just just picture like nebraska coming back to the big 12 well, yeah. Well, it, yeah, yeah no they're not but they should be yeah you know what i mean and uh, uh and seeing that again you know something like that uh, i was listening to like big 12 north big 12 south yeah. i was listening to one of the guys on the radio he's talking he was like you know, I could see Ohio State just finding a loophole. They'll take all the juniors and seniors <laughs> oh, yeah. and then be like, hey, we're going to make a club team. Oh, yeah. And we'll go battle other club teams, you know. Ah, and then- the intramural squad, huh? <laughs> so I saw uh, – so I'm a Oklahoma fan. They just came out with their, like, updated schedule. Okay. Um, and, of course, it's, like, all Big 12 teams, uh, I think. I don't, I don't think there was a lot of out-of-conference games. But I think this, that was the plan, right? It was most of them it's going to be in-conference games. Uh, but I was just thinking, like, when all this happened, like, I of the Power Five, I was like, Big 12 is not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and SEC is not going anywhere. No. Like, could you imagine trying to tell someone in Tuscaloosa – I ain't gonna be no football this year. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Never like, gonna have you will lose would, more teeth, bro, Getting punched. All you would lose the three that you had left. I'm telling you. Like, oh, it sucks for these small. Say, say A and M out in College Station, Texas. If right. they cancel football, they're gonna lose so much money because that's like there's nothing out there other than football. That's the biggest I mean, draw, and you have a hundred thousand. That's for people. a lot of schools. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, imagine no concession workers, no like. Mm-hmm. Concessions, all those workers that work in the yeah. stadium and the sales. video or the the venue, you know, there's a lot of people that they're gonna be jobless because of this. So yeah, it sucks, man. And 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 just you know, 
I'll be honest, I'm not a huge college football fan. Like I am like the NFL. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, it's fun to watch it. You know, again, I'm lucky because I'm a Big 12 guy, so I get my season still going on. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm, you know, I respect, you know, um, Ohio State and USC and, like, Oregon. And, like, like the Pac-12, we were talking about it yesterday. I was like, yeah. hey, who's in the Pac-12? Who's our name and team? Like, oh, crap. Yeah, like, they're – that's yeah, a pretty freaking that's, that's, yeah, like, that's a, that's a yeah. big conference. Stanford, to lose. you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, uh, now, now, teams like schools like that, I think you know they'll be fine. But it's kind of like the smaller schools, like you were saying, like your A and M's, maybe like mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, I guess SMU still in it, obviously, because yeah, like, yeah, AAC. But um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking like Oregon State, who yeah. doesn't really get the recognition because I mean, because obviously Oregon is like most of Oregon is sponsored by Nike, like yeah. So Oregon State doesn't get much love. So what does their program look like coming into next year? Um, you know. So I think I was reading something earlier that like um, I know it was Ohio State. I think came out and said that uh, like none of their students would like lose scholarships. They'd all be fine, oh, that's and nice. that's great. But like, yeah. what is that? Like smaller schools can't do that. You no, know what I mean? Like not a chance. So that just sucks, man. Like we were saying, like those fringe guys, those kind of like on the bubble guys of. Uh, you know, scholarships or, you know, maybe this was their breakout year. Uh, and, and Does just, everybody get redshirted? Like, how does that work? See, that's and my then question. Because I'm an incoming freshman. Like, it, what are the, what's that going to do to the scholarship? And, and I got to tell you, year? I, I bet, like, behind closed doors, I bet The Rock is secretly salivating. Like, oh, there's going to be oh, so many players. You, I didn't I even like, think of that. I was actually going to bring that. If, if they can somehow start up the XFL now. Yeah this would be the perfect time where like, Hey, everybody would just opt out. And now you have these, it's almost like a, a glorified, better college football, you know, yeah. your friends, this you're getting like, all the guys from like two of the power five conferences. Uh, is this why the rock did this? I'm telling you, I don't know, man, maybe he's, you know, well, it's going to give, it's it. going to give some of those kids who opted out, you know, if, and, and I hope we do, if by, the time the XFL came around with that March, April. I was say, I think yeah. so. If by then next year we have this COVID thing figured out and we can get back to sports, this will be a way for those guys to showcase something what they can do for. Yeah. I'm but okay, like but would you rather would you rather have them? You think more people would be do that, or if there is a college football season, they obviously would choose the college football season. But if they say no college football in the in the spring, do you see guys like dropping out and like going playing? I, I think a lot of guys would I graduate could, in the in, you know in the winter. And then that would give them the eligibility to go into the XFL, which I don't know is one of those things where you you well, have, you'll be considered a pro and you'll lose amateur eligibility. Right. Think right. If so I'm, that's what I would think. I'm about a that. I'm a college athlete. I'm pretty good. Um, now I can go to the XFL, get paid, show off my talent, and now go to the and it's the not going to be and it's not like we're talking about because millions of dollars here. It's you're enough not, to get to buy. You're not going to have all the video there on tape for yeah. you know the yeah. nfl to like so to i can see this as as kind of like um playing overseas in basketball yeah. exactly like guys like okay or now that the g league is like you know yeah a, a thing like guys are like hey well i'm why go to college when i can go to the g league get a little bit of money you know what i mean like yeah. uh and get some tape yeah and, you know i think you know the nfl is the only league that doesn't really have like a developmental league mm-hmm. so to say i mean i you know there's like the Canadian, the CFL. Yeah. I know sometimes they look at like arena guys every now and then. A I mean, very, rugby dudes. Few, few and far between. But like, I think this is a great opportunity. And 
Uh, obviously, we saw last year. I think the first week of the XFL was so much fun, and then as it oh, yeah. went on, I think you really saw the kind of lack of talent and like the the apparently like the the ratings plummeted. But if you if you can get like good to to fair talent in that league, like people will watch football in March and April. Oh, absolutely. If they weren't. It's not that they weren't watching it because they weren't interested in football. It was that the play was so bad. You know what I mean? There oh, wasn't yeah. any like household names that they knew. Now, granted, PJ Walker. Walker is a household name in this house. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you that much. Carolina Panther, PJ Walker. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I think if you get some real talent, get some big name guys, and you just like you're gonna have uh people watching, you know, like if 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 Zion would have went to the G League. We all would have been watching a G League game. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just what I mean? watch him dominate. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> instead of going to Duke. Yeah. You know, and like, there's a couple of like the top recruits that decided to go to the G League instead of right, going to right. college. So, you know, the media will find good talent. Like, it doesn't matter what school you go to. And that's kind of what they were talking about with the whole like uh, top recruits going to HBCUs. It's like, right. You'll follow good talent. You know, it's the reason like we were watching St. Vincent St. Mary high school games because <laughs> LeBron was there. Like, we'll follow good talent, and that's gonna bring more, you know, TV stations to these smaller yeah. colleges and HBCUs. And I think it's gonna be the same way for the XFL or some sort of developmental league. If you get good players going, people will watch. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm just curious, what are these you know, conferences or leagues? gonna do if someone tests positive if there is an outbreak because you know like at U of H I know one of the players he had to retire he got COVID now he has a heart problem yeah. oh boy. and out of fear of getting again and getting of course get, he had to retire and wow. that's the crazy thing that you think about is they were talking about how like they're still putting together a game plan like you've had since March yeah like how are we just now thinking about it? the same thing with the NFL is like how are they just now like coming out with like, you know, okay, we're still working on a plan. We'll send out some news here and there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they're taking their precautions as you know, we saw in hard knocks and we'll talk about that in a second, but like, like you've had so long to get your ish together. You know what I mean? Like, why is it just now we're trying to figure this thing just, out? You know, the, I could see NFL MLB, they, they should be on top of the game, but like college, yeah. it's so tough because in, Essentially, 18 days a season or training programs are going to start up, but they're everywhere. You have college campuses everywhere. So, to yeah. formulate a game plan where everything's going to be in a bubble. Yeah. And there's so many kids, there's like 120 kids on a football team, you yep. know? Yeah. Yep. Which is tough. So, I mean, you know, these kids, like, let's take the Alabama. Let's say I'm an Alabama football team in Tuscaloosa. I am a superstar if I'm on that team. I'm going to be invited out to parties, <laughs> well, and that's still going to happen. See, I think that might uh, – yeah. I could be – Tuscaloosa the, might be a bad example. I don't know if you've ever been to Alabama. There's not much to do in Alabama. Yeah. So, But, you know, like going to, like, but, Miami. I feel like that is like Florida State or something yeah. like that. Even if it is, like, those kids are super – like, you're on the – you say I'm on Alabama football team, you're probably getting invited to every barn party, corn yeah, party yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, you're not you know? joking. They're, they're talking. Well, I feel also like – again, I mean, I'm nitpicking here, obviously, but <laughs> – uh, I think uh, if, if you're going, if you're in Alabama, you're probably disciplined enough. Like Saban's got his foot so far up your rear that like, yeah, okay. I would, yeah. I would assume you're not going to, that. I would hope you were not going to that stuff. But again, like, but I see what you're saying. Like if it's a big school, they're still going to be invited to go do stuff. And let's be honest, we've all kind of slacked here or there. Like yep. I'm not perfect. I've, you know, we've gone 
uh, out to some places that we've been like, you know, we went to the beach the other day and it was packed and we we're like, yeah. So we actually, we came to turn right back around. We're at the beach for like five minutes, <laughs> drove down there, 30 minutes down there. It was packed with people. We ended up coming back. But even like, we probably shouldn't have even thought to go down to the beach. You know what I mean? So right. nobody's perfect. People are going to go to a, like a crowded store or something like that, or, you know, yeah. go to the HEB or whatever it is. And, and it's going to be packed. Nobody's perfect. Right. Um, but the fact that there's just no plan to what happens if, and the and I think the reason why a lot of these um, conferences are just kind of quitting altogether, not quitting, but canceling altogether, is you got to think of these things in like the worst case scenario. Yeah. What if somebody gets it and dies? Yeah. Now I understand like the fatality rate is like point, oh, you know, zero one or whatever it is. But it's still Something there. Crazy, but it's still, but the fact that it's still there. And How? and I know you could say that about any disease, like the flu or the yeah. common cold, but that's not the thing right now. Well, the thing right that, now is COVID. If somebody gets it and somebody dies, you're looking at lawsuit on top of yeah. lawsuit. As a, co- of and lawsuit. as a coach or a president of the university, imagine talking to that family. You can't. There's there is nothing there's you can nothing say because you, you just promised them, hey, it's going to be fine. We got this, and then and you lied. Yeah. And then that's and that's the thing is I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was just like, nah, I understand, like you gotta keep playing, like you can get sick anywhere. And yes, that is absolutely true. But and he was like, Well, it's just like, you know, it has the same death rate as, you know, the the flu or whatever. And I get that. But right now, this is like the big thing, and this is what's getting everyone's attention. So if if someone breaks this and God forbid Something happens. You have to think in the worst case scenario. Yeah, and, and and what I always like to point out to those people is like that may be true, but like there's there's already a cure for the flu. So if you get the flu and there's a chance you're going to die, that I mean they they have protocols for that. We don't mm-hmm. we don't have that yet. Yeah. So it's it's not the same. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. They just released like the the new testing rates here in like Texas. Yeah, one in four people that have gotten tested are testing positive. That's twenty five percent. There you go, in, numbers. In some, oh, I know. In some states, it's like... <laughs> no, no. One in five is 20, not 25. He said one in four. One in four. Oh, he said one in five. Yeah. Well, it's all right. And then it's, I don't listen to what he said. You know, some states, it's like 13%, 10%. So, I mean, that, yeah. that, those are big numbers. Oh, yeah. yeah that's crazy. Um, yeah, and another thing I think the people are confusing. I saw this on Twitter. I think it was Bamani Jones was tweeting out. So, people are confusing safety, or people are equating safety with testing. It's like, oh, well, if they go to school, if they're going to practice, they're getting tested, they're getting tested, they're getting tested. Okay, yes, That's you'll know good. that you have it sooner. Right. But you're less likely to get it at all if you're quarantining and staying at home and, and staying in your room or whatever the case may be. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yes, you'll know it. But if if I know I, I know for a fact I won't have it, I don't need to get tested if I'm staying, if I, if I'm if staying I in my yeah. home and I don't go anywhere. Yep. So – Yes, I understand you get tested, but that doesn't mean you're safer. Exactly. It just means that you'll know it faster. But you, you're more likely to get it if you're around a hundred of other people. And oh, you're thinking of all the other people that they've been around. You know what I mean? Here's a COVID's the new STD, man. You got to think oh. of who the, you they've been with and who everyone else has been with. <laughs> so I got I got two stats for you here. So <laughs> it's so currently now with all the teams that have backed out and the current teams that are still in saying that they're playing, there are 77 teams left playing. Okay. Right. Last year there was 82 bowl games. So now oh every boy. single team that is bowl eligible. Is bowl eligible. Let's go. Go 0-10, yeah. we're still getting a call. But, yeah, I got Oregon tell you. State, you know, Arkansas, yeah. you know. But like the, the AutoZone Liberty Bullets. 
out, yeah. did they? Like the poinsettia yeah. bowl ain't happening uh, this year. I'm sure a lot of the bowl game, yeah. But if they kept the current format, everybody's bowling. Oh yeah, I mean that's funny. I'm good with it. And then taking this over to the NFL, so now like let's take the Houston Texans for example. If there were no fans, are they bowl eligible? No. <laughs> This is another stat that I saw. If there are no fans for the Houston Texans, they lose two hundred forty million dollars. What's that based on? Just like yearly revenue, like yearly revenue, stands, concessions, beer, food, everything, which is insane. I mean, that's uh, there's a lot of zeros. Mm -hmm. Quick question: the concession stand is. Aramark's not getting that money, or is that goes to the, the Texas? It's, or is that split? It's, it's split. It's it's contract. So it's probably like so. If I own that venue, so like, well, it's different because the Houston Texans. It's, it's a tri it, tri party. It's yeah. owned by like the like city three. Houston, the, yeah, the rodeo. Houston, the Texans, rodeo, all that stuff. But like, yeah, take that's a massive concessions revenue. if they're contracted or Chick Fil A at some which what Atlanta, Atlanta. which is so weird. <laughs> You know, they well, split the home of, you know, those they'll pay. So like Airmark, they'll pay the employees and then, you know, they'll pay for the food. And then we gave them like, it'll be, I don't know, 20%. We'll keep that revenue and then they take everything else. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering how that worked, but, um, yeah, man, it, it's, it's interesting. And I think it's something that it's really kind of a wait and see as, as bad as that sounds, because again, they've had so much time, which is why I'm so confused is how there's no plan yet. Right. Um, well, we're yeah, getting there. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, college starts a week before the NFL. So exactly. We're yeah. what? Three weeks away from the first college game. Yeah, I heard like that, yeah. 18 yeah. game or 18 days is when they're supposed wow. to ramp up and kick off. And that's why they're like, Hey, we got to get accelerated now. Right. Because we're supposed to be playing. <laughs> Man, it's just uh, which I could see them pushing a bat, maybe and maybe starting like I was gonna say Labor Day, but again, that's that's yeah, that's, that's still... soon. Maybe the end of September, September thirtieth. You know, do something like October first. Yeah, we talking about the NFL. I'm talking um, college football right now. Well, I mean, again, like I said, OU, the Big Twelve sent out their their schedules, and it's when are they starting? Let me pull it up. I pull it, up. but they they just sent it out today. And it had like a whole list of, of different teams, and uh, you know they still have they still having um, Oklahoma UT in um, as they should in uh, what's Dallas. Okay. That's so the first now. game, oh well, maybe not September twelfth. Okay. Pretty so good. that's that's a month from now. It's exactly. a month. It's thirty days. Wow. Yeah, so You're going to see some sloppy football the first couple. Oh, I couple said that games. about week one in the NFL, man. That is just going to look rough. They they can't even wear pads for another 10 days. Yeah, exactly. Do we want to transfer over what we saw on Hard Knocks right here? Yeah, we can go ahead and, and like switch it over. Good, good segue here. So we will now get into our Hard Knocks um, exclusive recap from last night's Hard Knocks. <laughs> So we got a fancy new transition. We got a whole little segment right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You hear that? A little snap, crackle, and pop. All right. I'm excited. So here we go. Yeah. So Hard Knocks Review um, came out Tuesday night. Uh, and I'll be honest, man, just hearing that intro music, yeah, uh, it's like, God, nice. okay. Some good news. There's been a lot of crap going on. <laughs> it was the whole weekend of the, uh, the college football being canceled. It was good to hear a familiar sound. Yeah. And um, it opens up. Anthony Lynn comes out and says that he had COVID. 
Yeah, that was a shocker. They yeah, kept, they under they kept that under closed lid the whole time. I never knew that. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. No so clue. my thing is, they either probably knew it and kept it under wraps because HBO was like, "Hey, we want that as like our exclusive." Ooh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Or it happened back like in March before people were really like, you know, kind of reporting yeah. on it and stuff like that. And I think he said he was watching an interview with like a golfer or somebody that they have the right. tight back. And he was, "Oh, me too." <laughs> or it's funny he was golfing with a buddy yeah yes. headaches and sore yeah. sore back pain or something right so he said he had like kind of body aches and a sore back and he was playing golf with his buddy so if he's out playing golf with his buddy i imagine it's kind of as it progressed you know what i mean as it was kind of getting big so maybe late march early april before it kind of blew up to what it is now but right, right. yeah that was kind of that was kind of alarming. That was like the first thing that was like oh crap that's kind of your attention grabber when it came out with the zoom and uh, one thing that I that I noticed today that I thought was funny was I don't know if you noticed when he was doing that uh, little Zoom meeting with all his players in the background there's like he was on his laptop in the background there's like three giant monitors like a like a lap like a computer monitor <laughs> what do you call this small computer no a giant I, monitor <laughs> it was just kind of funny I think like uh, like Barstool or somebody had like retweeted it and oh, okay. um, but um, some memorable moments uh, I, was it. Uh, Dayon, I think it was his last name. Dante Dion. Dante Dion, the uh, the running back, uh, flexing on on Aaron Donald was probably dude hilarious. My second favorite moment. On that there. was oh awesome. okay. Yeah, that was that one got me. <laughs> he was a cornerback though, right? Running back, right? A, no, I thought he was a corner. He's a slot corner. Oh, oh I I just a little bitty guy. I knew that yeah, guy I played. Say, I knew he was the skill he, position. He's probably player. like a buck seventy. I mean, a little bitty oh, dude. I mean, full pads on and yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Aaron Donald, yoked just a monster of a human Dude. being. Yeah, when they when they showed like the that is a physical specimen. Yeah, like the video clip of like that Dante Dion, and then it went to Aaron Donald. You're like, golly, you're a very large man. Yeah, I think I said while we were watching it, we had a little watch party. I was like, he's on my all dark alley team. Yeah, like guys I would not want to run yeah. into in a dark alley. <laughs> like he's not somebody I would want to owe money. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he's just a yeah. Just you know what's crazy though is like. <laughs> he seems really quiet. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed, yeah. He seemed like he was pretty cool. But he's just also like somebody who's just like a, just a brute of a man. Oh, dude. Uh, I think like later into the episode, they showed it and he was in a meeting and he just like chugs a whole thing of oh, like water. water. It was like a five gallon. He was just like, was like Farva. Can I get a liter of cola? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Like, Arch Farva. That's crazy. So yeah, so Dante Dion, and then him comparing the different locker rooms, like the suburbs, and the, <laughs> oh, the projects. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was. But like I said, that was him messing with with uh, AD was probably my second favorite moment. My first favorite moment from Hard Knocks is, and I don't know who it was because he was wearing a mask when he was getting tested, and uh, he was asking like, like the lady, like you know what she like with the swab, how far? <laughs> oh yeah, she gonna shove it down his nose, and she was like, oh no, you know just just the tip. And he just stops what he does and kind of looks over his shoulder at the com- at, at the camera Dead. and just d- I locked the computer and Dead. we died laughing. Yeah, that was that was a good one. It goes to show you never really grow up, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was just hilarious. It was perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, and uh, who was it that was having a lot of trouble with the uh, with the swab, the no swab? Was it? It was one of the cornerbacks, I believe. Uh, uh, Casey was, Hayward. Yeah, Casey. Casey Hayward. Hayward. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, he was. He was just giggling with every it. time yeah. we got good, just dying laughing. He reminded me of like me in that situation. Like <laughs> I've not, I haven't taken a test yet, but like I know I would be like, okay. Hold on, hold on. Like let me let me get myself together. Okay, hold right. on. All right. 
Okay, go. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that would have been right. Neat. Yeah. So uh, I definitely understand it, but I think the cool thing that we got to see was all the different kind of protocols that they have uh, to fight COVID or to to uh, keep their players as safe as possible. So you saw um, the Rams and Coach Sean McVay had the kind of the outside um, locker room set up or. Uh, outside meeting area set up yeah with like tent. the jumbotron under the tent yeah, and man, the offense on one side and had a defense on the other side that's houston. awesome yeah you're not doing that in houston no, no. no. those players was, would die it was 97 with the heat index of 110 today yeah if you tried that outside the players would fight you you Not might be able to get an hour in yeah yeah so we'll expect bill o'brien to probably be doing that next week oh yeah um, unless he turns the team uh, but yeah, anyway, and then, um, you know, there was obviously those testing at every stop. They were, uh, all the tables had the, um, the hand sanitizer on them. So they're definitely doing their due diligence. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I loved? I loved how they just bashed the Miami Marlins. Man, yeah, they were, they were all <laughs> over. I think, a like, dig. I think like just in, throwing a jab at the MLB. In like, like hey, six you, minutes alone, there were like three, four different references to how, like, how terrible the Marlins had done and like containing themselves and quarantine it was pretty good I know, go ahead um no i was just gonna say you know what else got um real good uh dig in there what's that um justin herbert's balls oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> man that was pretty funny he's got some good balls hey, what did he say? he's like i love his balls i love his balls bro did so just, did you say you love his balls, <laughs> love his balls? what man yeah that it was, was funny because it was just an awkward pause and we're like, yeah and, and for those and then, uh, for those, who, after. for those who didn't get to catch it, um, there was a part in the episode they were talking about Justin Herbert's accuracy and how well he throws the ball, and and that's kind of what it's pertaining to. And and I can't think of who the guy was. Who he's a rookie running back. He got yeah, drafted. I couldn't tell you who he was though. But he was like, he turns to the dude next to him and goes, "I mean, I love his balls, bro." And 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 even us here, like, we all had a moment. Like the yeah. the sixth grade kid and everybody was like. That really, <laughs> that really just and and sure enough. And then at the end of practice, he goes up to me like, "Man, I, I love your ball, man." <laughs> oh yeah, comes out really well. Well, I think also like the thing that he said that we that we joked about was that he was like, "Man, I've never had someone throw me the ball that well. I've never, I, no one I've ever played with." I'm like, dude, imagine like his college like quarterback <laughs> sitting at home like, "What the hell? Yeah, I'm pretty accurate." You Come know? on, man. Um, but we got to see McVay and uh, going back to like them kind of crapping on. The, the, the Marlins, like, in a sense, like, I kind of get it. Like, no one wants to be that team in the NFL. I mean, it sucks that the Marlins had yeah. to catch that slug, like, you know. <laughs> First, <laughs> like, they had to be the scapegoat. They had to be the scapegoat for it. But I think every NFL team is saying the exact same thing to their team. Like, we don't want to be the yeah, team definitely. that brings this thing down. Like, nobody wants to be the Rudy Gobert of the NFL, you know what I mean? And it, it was oh, good, no. even though they didn't do any no. contact. They won't do that for three weeks. But this Hard Knocks episode was two weeks long between two teams, and there's only one t- player that tested positive. Yeah, that, right. That's, so th- those are good numbers. I mean, that's encouraging. That's what you want to see because now when po- the pads get on and you start popping everybody around, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be the real tricky part right there. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just curious – you know, three more weeks until they can put on pads. You know, you can only do so much and walk through. They didn't yeah, even let uh, yeah. Herbert unleash it, you know? Yeah. And uh, Jared, Jared Goff, Goff same he way. He had to point. point. 
Yeah. I was like, I'll oh, just sling it. You know, I want to see something. I want to see someone just get yeeted on or like DeAndre Hopkins breaking an- ankles. Right. You know, yeah, just do something. That. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious to see. Like, they're going to have to I, – I think this is, is going to be a really good thing, though, is, you know, most of the Hard Knocks episodes are scheduled around practice, 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 practice. End of the episode is the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. So now that there's no games and now there's no – inner squad scrimmages like they're not scrimmaging against other teams i think you're really going to get they're gonna have to do deep dives on like players and kind of build up those stories which i think is like the best part of hard knocks for me um i love kind of seeing those bubble guys and like you kind of so like that that dion guy oh yeah i like i want to know more about him like i think that and who was it charles james when it was on the texans like guys who were kind of fringe guys he like I'm really rooting for this guy to make the team, and they they kind of dig in on their Darren Waller was yeah. last year, yeah. and he had who a was it that uh, breakout? <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Bang Bang Kicking and Shrimp. Who was that guy? Chris Polk. Oh, there I hate go. Chris Polk. Chris Polk. There you go. Yeah. That guy. Everybody has their moment, you know. You know yeah. what I mean? And so and so that's the kind of cool thing is like I think we're gonna see more of that in this season um, because. I hope what so. else are you going to show? I you know what so. I mean. Otherwise, they just get True. repetitive and kind of dull. Right, and so yeah. with with without any kind of real uh, drama, you know what I mean, of like a, of an actual game or you know what it is. But um, I think we're going to dig more into like people's backgrounds, and that's per- honestly what I love about the show is you get more behind yeah. the scenes, you get to know players that you wouldn't normally know unless you were like a diehard fan of that team. True, uh, and even still, like some guys like. I'm sure there's guys on the Eagles who are trying to fight for the make team that I don't really know that well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, and like you said, kind of no pads for three weeks as a team who's always struggled with tackling. This yeah. kind of scares me as an Eagles fan. <laughs> that we can't tackle anybody for three weeks. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see that 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 first week. Could, with, with Because could you imagine watching Aaron Otto just blow up people? I'm telling you, some of these guys are going to come into week one so incredibly out of shape. And the guys, like, as you could clearly see from the episode, Aaron Donald is, he could go right now. Yeah. And probably just oh, yeah. be just fine. Yeah. So if you're an O-lineman and you've got the the Rams in week one, you better pray. Yeah. You better be tip-top shape. I'm telling you. And that's the thing is, like, I, and I think we talked about this on, like, an old pod back in the day, which is, like, it's either going to be really good or really bad for rookies. I think it's going to be really good because you have nothing else to do but just study the playbook and watch True. film. True. You know, you should be locked in your house at this point, so now you should do nothing but film. But on the other side, of you know, the best way to learn the game is to play the game. You exactly. know what I mean? So if you're not getting those reps, what's that going to look like? Is, you know, is now what we were talking about at the draft of, you know, who's going to be the first rookie to start, you know, maybe not week one anymore, but like, is that like, you know, I will have Tua in there by week five. Is that now turned into like week 10 or week 11? Yeah, exactly, because, yeah. Excuse me, like they're not getting that run that they would normally get. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, we got to see uh, Sean McVay's supermodel wife or Good fiance. Um, you know, Sean McVay is just a, a very successful young man. Man, I'm telling you, talk about a guy that just gets all the breaks. Like, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. And apparently he was like Mr. Football, or he won like the 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 best yeah. player in high school. He was like the number one player in the state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then did you, you know, see? So I, his dog obviously went viral. I mean, he was playing like basketball with his dog. Right. Did you know his dog's name? Mm-mm. 
Cooper Pup. No way. Yeah. Stop it. That's funny. Oh, I thought, uh, I thought he called it something else. It was a girl, right? I don't. I didn't, no, that I, can't be right. Yeah, you said I, that I was staying home with my two girls. Well, maybe that was what they're advertising on. Like, oh, that's Twitter. hilarious. That's what it should be. I, it better be. That's, that's hilarious. If I was a Rams fan and I just got a dog, I think that that'd be a good Cooper name. pup. I like that's Cooper pup. Good old puppy dog. I like that one. <laughs> and then when he had his uh, his shield mask. That was pretty funny. Oh, when yeah, he was that like, was oh, I can write good. plays on it. Snap back. Yeah, that, was, that, was, pretty that was pretty funny. And I'm looking forward, um, you know, just to a whole, you know, a new season. And and one of the things that I, that kind of stuck out to me, and we'll kind of close it uh, here in just a second, was um, I didn't catch his name, but just the balls on that tight end to walk into Anthony Lynn's office. Oh, yeah. And, like, this is total BS. Like, bro, I've never heard of you. And like like Anthony Lynn said, like, he's talking like he's Antonio Gates. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was like, you know, maybe not Hunter Henry, but whoever the second guy is right. that came in and was like, I'm getting cut now, like, what the hell? You know, yada, yada. Right. But I, just the stones to go in there to the GM first. And then the head coach. And then the head coach and be like, Do you yeah. not know who I am? Yeah. It's I, I dig the passion and I dig all that, but you're the fifth tight end. Thank you. That's my thing. <laughs> There's a different there way are, to approach it. Let's talk about he's Tony Gonzalez. Exactly. You, like, you can show your passion and fire. You're like, hey, I just want to let you know you made a mistake. I'm going to prove you guys wrong and you're going to eat it later. I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, but also, like, don't, you don't need to like sling F bombs and like, yeah. Because like, that's, that's not how you approach he it. He really didn't say much other than that. No. I mean, like, he didn't say like, I've been producing on the field. I've been in the playbook. He was no, like, no, this is BS because I'm not on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, I've never heard it. He's like, you going to cut me now? This is effing BS. And that, yeah. that was it. You're That's like, bold. That's yeah. a, I, Anthony Lynn was like, also, he didn't know what to say. He kind of looked awkward there. Like, I think he was caught off they, guard because. Because, you know, I think they were having a good time. I was actually just about to ask you that, guys. It's just like, they must be doing good because, you know, cutting people, usually have to do it in person. Yeah. But now they can just do it on the phone. You'd be like, Let's hey. Get out of jail free card. Hey, you're not good enough. It's a breakup call. It, it almost cut. looked like Anthony Lynn. <laughs> it almost looked like he had a script on the table. Like it was highlighted. You know, saying, hey, oh. you know, your position of value. We know you. You know, we've seen you. We have you on tape. And then, you know, oh, he if someone gets did, hurt. Yeah. When he, he was. And he ra- you saw insert his, name here. It really was. He just rattled it <laughs> yeah, off. Well, and then, boom, that kid came in. And it was just like. He didn't know what to say. Well, yeah, and even with that dude, he was like, well, you know, the moment someone gets injured, we're going to call you. And I think that was the line that really was his, like, I'm going to back myself out. You know, you already know the playbook, so if someone gets injured, we'll call you. Which is my thing is, like, I don't think you should say that. Oh, of course not. Because, like, that's not guaranteed. Yeah, but in the moment, it will get you out of. Yeah, you know, it helps also, a guy who runs into your helps ease the comfort. I yeah. would love to see, you know, I want to see a oh. GM or coach be like, "Hey, these are your weaknesses. This is why you're getting cut. Work on them, and it'll help you get better." And then, I think through. most coaches do. I think, like you said, I think he was just caught off guard. Yeah, I would hope that's not how he handles like every cut. But he, Anthony <laughs> Lynn, was bigger than him. I was like, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, what are you scared of, that? coach? He's way bigger than this little tight end. And but, I was, but I get it. like you said, if you're the fifth string tight end, like you don't have the the pool to walk in and like start talking crazy because who knows? Maybe somebody from Miami, you know, some tight end goes. I think there's gonna be a lot of injuries this year, man. Yeah. So maybe somebody so from you know Washington gets on the phone with Anthony Lynn, like, hey, that tight end that you cut, tell me about him. I do talk, man. Crazy. That guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, 
you got some stones, man. So I kind of respect it, but that's not how I would have approached it. But so that was, you know, kind of a wrap up of, of the first episode. I think, you know, as we kind of do it uh, week by week, we'll kind of throw in some some hard knock segments. You heard the transition. Uh, we're ready to talk more hard knocks. I love it. But we got more stuff going on. Uh, so we're going to transition back into that now. So NBA is back, like we said. NBA is in full swing. The eight games yeah. are going on. And uh, we've got some interesting kind of storylines. Uh, TJ Warren apparently is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, uh, he, <laughs> he did get shut down by uh, Jimmy Butler today. Did which, he? yeah, like, or it was yesterday or today, I forget. Um, I think it was a couple days ago he got shut down, and then mm. I think he didn't play at all. I think they rested him for one game. For the Rockets? For the Rockets, yeah, he was okay. out. Oh, well, they played, they played the Heat. I think Tuesday and uh, you know, him and Jimmy Butler got into it the regular season this year. Um, and so Jimmy apparently locked him down. I think he had like just like 12, 13 points. Oh, something wow. like that. Um, which infuriates me because I hate Jimmy Butler now. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he just, he's, he's one of those guys that like is constantly telling you how hard he works. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, we like, give it a rest. I, I we get, get it. it. You yeah. work hard. Like, so does everybody else. Like I think I was telling Gregory the other day, there was a uh, he was like he got in trouble because uh, he was like dribbling a basketball in his hotel room at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like okay, dude, we get it. Like you're a hard worker, you're dedicated to your craft. Go to sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you need sleep as yeah. well. Yeah, and so then like they asked him about, it. he's like, "Well, it's good to see that my hard work's not going unnoticed." Oh, like, dude, oh my, like oh. give it a rest. Kind of like I like it. Constantly patting himself on the back. Well, Jesus. who else is gonna do it? Not me. That's <laughs> uh, but anyway, another team, another kind of like cool storyline is the Phoenix Suns. Man. 7-0. and Yeah, look at that. Undefeated. And then really kind of like stormed back. Um, as of right now, as we record this on Wednesday night, um, the Grizzlies, Suns, and, San and, Spurs. and Spurs are all half game out of that eighth spot. That the Blazers have. That the right? Blazers have it. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the Blazers in just a second. But Devin Booker, in a contract year, is really turning it on. Dude, he, he put like, the team on his back. Man. Doing what? Man, everything that you dreamed of. He's got Draymond Green out here, like, getting fined $50,000 know? to lure this man to, uh, to the Bay Area. But, I mean, he's just been... Yeah, and NBA Jam on fire. And I got to tell you, as a Suns fan, I mean, I'm not one, but if I were a Suns fan, lifelong oh, Suns fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Never come back. Play away games. If this is what you're gonna do away, play away games. Sticking the bubble all the time. You know, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine. If if I don't have to go to the arena to watch you go undefeated, I'm cool with that. You know, I'll take one for the other. But yeah, it's been pretty crazy. And then. I believe he was feeling himself so much he shouted out to somebody. Uh, Kendall that. Jenner, get you some. Yeah, that's yeah. that. The man is just he's he was and that's what we call a heat check. Shoot it while you're <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Heat check. Shoot it while he, you're He figured high. if he's making them from half court, you know. You know, I, I'll be honest, if I'm if I'm Darius Sarge, if I'm you know any other uh Suns team member, I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> right. They ruin careers. Yeah. The, the Kardashian Jenner clan, they ruined careers. Devin, please don't do this to yourself. Yeah. All right. She she took down Ben. She can take down you. All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, look what they did to Lamar. Yeesh. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole family is. But anyway, he has been on an absolute tear uh lately. 
And it's funny that literally the first thing when you type in Devin Booker, the first thing that pops up is the Kendall Jenner thing. Which so is, did he just like shoot a shot in an interview? Or so no, no, no. This is what it was. She had posted something. That would have been cool. uh, And I think she had posted a selfie. And the caption was like the strawberry emoji. To which Devin put in the comments, I love strawberries. Oh, Or I God. like strawberries. And then Kendall uh, commented back, with four strawberry emojis right back to him. Uh, which I got to be saying, I got to be honest, that's not the strongest game I've ever seen. No, that's like watching that's, kindergarten. Yeah, it's the most flirt. 21st century. Uh, Granted, he's 23. Yeesh. Yeah, uh, obviously Jenner was dated basketball stars Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons. Uh, when a TikTok, joker, uh, TikTok user joked about NBA pass, players passing around uh, the reality TV. Okay. Uh, yeah, she did not like that uh i'll just leave it at that i kind of read that before i <laughs> i read that out loud before i read it uh in person so yeah so anyway she was just put she was not happy about that but um yeah so they've been on fire <laughs> and i think the most <laughs> look it up if you're interested in, in reading the quote it's in uh, us weekly yeah um, and it is, it is not suitable for work that is a little nsfw uh but anyway um i think the most fun team to watch in the bubble, granted, Suns, yes, 7-0, but the Portland Trailblazers. You need to put some respect on who, Sean? On Damian Lillard, video game Dame. Oh, man. It's Dame, Dame time. time. I'm telling you. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah. Um, you said 112 points in two games? Yeah. I think he had That's 61 wild. and 51 man. Uh, in back-to-back games. Uh, and the guy is just out here trying to get his respect as the number one point guard in the league. And with – Steph Curry not playing, you know. I everyone's a recent fan of recency bias. You know, he's just so damn good. Man. Like he is just one of those. All right, everybody, get out of my way. I'm gonna pull up from 35, and it's going to hit the bottom. And the net's not even gonna move. He yeah. just looks hungry. Like right. I feel like he can get any basket he wants if he wants to drive inside, dunk it, slam it lay up or pull up from 50 yeah it's going in like yeah and you know it's your night when y'all y'all saw that three that he hit that had that like said it went up 21 feet in the row if it goes 21 feet off the back of the rim and still goes in yeah yeah yeah, i'm I'm shooting from the bathroom yeah right (laughs) um no he's just been on a tear and i think the he's just one of those guys that i think like like guys like him guys like russ is like can just plays angry you oh know yeah, what I mean, yeah, and plays with like a legit chip on their shoulder. I think you hear that with everybody. It's like, oh, you know, I'm playing with a chip on my shoulder. But, but like, like, no, like he really, I think he he really gets left off. Like when people are naming like the most elite players in the NBA, he's he's getting named around like the eight, nine, ten range, which is insane for how he's been playing lately and yeah. how he's been playing his and whole I feel career. Like with yeah. Lillard, I feel like he plays better when he's angry. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, Russ, sometimes he can be – we were talking about the other – sometimes he's just too out of control. Like, yeah. you well, know – I mean, that's – yeah, he only goes at one speed. You're like, bro, take it easy. Yeah, like, Occasionally, hey, he's Bring probably, it back a second, just, you know. Think, think about it a little bit. But Lillard, man, when he gets going, he just gets anything he wants. Right. Yeah, which and is, it's just coming around picks. Yeah. Uh, you know, step up, pull up jumpers in transition, threes from, like you said, the the – the courtyard threes from Thunder Mountain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's he's shooting bombs from Epcot. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just been on a tear lately, and it's just one of those teams that if I'm looking on my calendar and I see Portland, I'm like, 
I don't yeah. want to play him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, That's going to be a fun match. Well, So hopefully there's a one-game playoff against Devin Booker and the Suns. I think that's what Lillard. everyone wants to see. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, would, I, I really want to see John Morant in the playoffs. But next year. The, yeah. the play-in game that I want to see right now, I think that everybody wants to see is Suns-Blazers for that eighth seed. Can you imagine yeah. the, the audience that eighth game seed would draw just for those two teams? And that's the yeah. thing is, like, I want – Whoever is the nine to win, so we get to see him play twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I want yeah. to see Ooh, two games. Because remember, if 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 the if they play, if the eight seed wins, they go on. They right, play the number right. one. But if the nine seed wins, they run it back the next day, Ooh. and they have to win twice. Yeah, so, you know, um, they get a double dip. But I like it. Yeah, mm. I would love to see like the first game. They just both go nuts. The Suns edge it out, and then we get just two games of of two players. Uh, I feel we're just like on fire right now. LeBron and Anthony Davis are probably praying that the Suns pull it off. Oh yeah, because I wouldn't want to play Lillard right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think mean, just their team's gelling too behind them. I mean, it's, yeah, he's putting up 60, 50 points, but they're scoring like 120, 130 points. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, uh, one person who is dreading making the playoffs is Yusuf Nurkic because if he has to play LeBron again, like. <laughs> He's having flashbacks. Bro, I'm telling you, it's yeah. PTSD of like just yams. Him oh. coming down the lane. Like, ah! <laughs> that was probably one of the nastier dunks I've seen. Oh, my God. It stopped both of them in midair. Oh, oh man. I've, I've never been punched on like that, and I hope I never – hope it never happens. I wouldn't jump, but still. So the, the kind of cool thing that, that we saw uh, was when the Blazers took on the Clippers, and obviously the Blazers lost – um and oh, yeah. Patrick Beverly, uh everyone's favorite point guard, Patrick Beverly. Really? Um he's the ultimate like if he's on my team, I love him. Oh yeah. If he's not on my team, I freaking Scrappy. hate him. Oh yeah. I just hate him. He just he's just an irritant. And and there's skill guys. <laughs> That's a good way to describe he's it. a skill guy. There's skill guys and will guys. Right. And he's a will guy. Of course. He's not the most skilled guy, but he's going to will his way on the court. You, you forget he, he played in Russia, so that's why he gets all this man. will scrap. He probably had to fight to get the ball. I mean, right. And I mean, you know, he's not going to score twenty points a game, but like he's going to get you, he's going to get you probably about eight, nine, get you a few assists, yeah. and in the process, he's going to annoy the crap out of whoever yeah. he's guarding. And that's kind of what happened. He was over on the sidelines, which is always the loudest ones are on the ones on the sidelines. Of course. And he's yapping at Especially Dame. Now. He's yapping at Dame. Dame somehow goes up, misses two back-to-back clutch free throws. Um, mm. And then uh, as he's walking down the court from the sideline, Patrick Beverly's doing the the Dame time taunt to him <laughs> oh, wow. and uh, all this other stuff. And then I think Paul George was – him and Paul George were yapping at each other. So after the game, they asked, you know, Dame about you know what was going on or whatever, and he had a, a, a brilliant comeback. And it was something along the lines of um, he was like, uh, well, they're just, you know, they're obviously they're upset because uh, obviously Patrick Beverly, I sent him home once. Uh, Paul George sent him home last year. Like, mm. like just like, damn, Dame. Like, I, I loved it. I Jeez. love the spice. And he goes back at him. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, Paul George came back. It was like, yeah, Eric, Paul George had left a comment on that video that it, when it came out because he said it in the press conference after the game. Right. It was like, and we're sending you home now, yada, yada. And then, uh, obviously, I'm a – Yeah. That's the most, like, junior high response ever. Yeah, well, well, this year, it's got to happen. That's crazy. 
No, I didn't. I mean, I, I knew all that had happened, but I didn't know that. Paul, yeah, like it, he had came back. Paul George came back with a response. It had got hot. Like literally, like I think um, both of their wives or girlfriends were like on Twitter, like or on Instagram, like talking trash to each other. Like it oh. got really personal. Oh boy! And apparently, oh, so this is what it was. Um, so uh, Rob Perez tweets out, you know that uh, the video. And then um, Paul George says, and you're getting sent home this year, laughing emoji, respect. So I think and he tried to save it with that respect. Like, we're all having fun here. Ha, ha, ha. And then no. Dame comes back with the ether, which is <laughs> keep, keep switching teams, running from the grind. You, you boys is chumps. <laughs> and again, he's not wrong. Yeah, Paul George know. was in Indy. Then he went to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Now he's in uh, LA. LA. Yeah. And and Dame's been in Portland his whole career, so he's like, you keep switching teams, running from the grind. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, you know, and that's what the great thing about it is, like, you know, again, I think Paul George with the laughing emoji and then ending it with respect. Yeah, it was like, hey, I'm gonna take a shot, but we're cool, right? Like, we're still friends, right? And Dame was like, nah, f that. (laughs) No, I'm not having none of that. I'm your throat. (laughs) You keep jumping. You keep ring chasing. Oh, Uh, which is why I loved it. And again, you talked about how we send him home. With the step back against uh, Oklahoma City, and then he waved him away. I love oh, Dame because I love petty people, and uh, <laughs> what a you, huh? what a comeback! Now we got yeah. just one game left, right? Uh, uh, for most teams, for uh, most yeah, teams, you so. got one game left, and then hello NBA playoff yeah. basketball. Man, can't get here soon enough. I'll Man, tell you I'm that. telling you, I'm I'm super pumped about that. But um. Yeah, we're interested to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, funny. So uh, that's pretty much our news for today. We're going to do one last little segment. We had another mock draft. We wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so this is mock draft 2.0. We wanted to put it at the end. If you made it listen this far, I appreciate you listening. We're going to get into this mock draft. Hopefully, we can get you some more info, some more help, some more tips about how you can help out in your draft coming up um, because it looks like there's going to be an NFL season. And when there's hey. NFL, there's fantasy. So we're going to switch over now. We're going to talk about, we're going to recap the fantasy draft that we just finished now. All right, cool. I'm telling you, I am telling you that transition is clutch. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be a new thing. Every time we have a new segment, we're going to put that in. Go right uh, It's it. fun. It's going to be that one or the goat. Yeah, there's a goat just Bah. Name? Bah. What is it? Bleeding. <laughs> it's called bleeding. Bleeding? Uh, with a T. B L E E T I N G. Mm. Bleeding. Because I always see it on Netflix. It says it because we use, we're a uh, subtitles family. So, <laughs> uh, you know, funny. ESL in the house. Gotta uh, have it. So, again, like we said, like we talked about, we did a mock draft 2.0. Uh, we went ahead and just did it before the pod, and we're just going to talk about the results. Um, so, Benavide or Gregory, you had the fifth pick. I had the fifth pick. I had the eighth pick. Benavides had the tenth, tenth. pick. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a twelve-team half-point PPR league, correct? correct? With uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex, and a tight end, and a tight end. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we'll kind of just work our way through, uh, like we said. So the, obviously, the first three picks were the easy ones: McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott. Uh, Michael Thomas went fourth. Alvin Kamara and then Dalvin Cook were our Top six, Derrick Henry being seven. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped right over you, yeah, Gregory. Cool. Sorry. You know, it, it, you know it, I was like, well, how come no one's picked it's yet? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so, so I, I was picked five, and so like Sean said, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, those are three big ones, went off the board, and then Michael Thomas. So I was sitting there with Kamara, Cook, and Henry. Um, as with, the, with the year with, that Cook had last year, you you decided to go Kamara over Cook. Why is that? See, I think uh, Kamara was playing hurt. And he still produced pretty well. I mean, people forget the first two years he was in the league, he had 14 touchdowns each year or something like ridiculous. Right. He had over 10 touchdowns those first two years. Last year, he played with a, a partially torn MCL, they said. Right. He's fully healthy now. I And half his games were with Bridgewater, too. So I think a lot of teams were stacking yeah. the box. Yeah. I, have, I have more confidence in Kamara than I do in Cook. I think Cook is more injury prone. So in my... In my mind, I think Kamara is the higher bang. Now, Cook, yeah. again, I think both of them right there on the, the the cuffs of greatness. I think Cook with that scheme and the running, uh, the zone scheme oh, that Gary Kubiak has. Yeah, that's, that's I love Cook there, but, you know, there's some, there was a holdout thing going on, and I don't know if he's fully healthy. I, I'd rather pick Kamara. Totally understand. And he can catch the ball. He's a little bit more reliable in the passing game. Yeah, than yeah. And it's half PPR, like you said. So you know Kamara's going to be on the field. He's going to catch some balls out of the back. Yeah, field. yeah. Drew Brees isn't like a deep ball thrower. No. So you know he's going to get a lot of those swing routes, angle routes that he can just. So know. then after Kamara, I went Cook and then Derrick Henry. And then, Sean, you were on the clock. What you're looking at. Yeah, so uh, this one was kind of tough for me, man, because um, I always like to – we talked about in the last mock. I always like to try to mock draft of how I would draft in my fantasy league. And in my fantasy league that I play, I only play in one. It's 10th year. I've only been a one-league guy my whole life. Um, got to get out more. I'm telling you, know. right? Uh, got to expand my friend zone. So um, <laughs> in ours, we have a bonus for 40-plus yard touchdowns. So if a guy catches – a receiver catches 40-plus yard touchdown, it's extra four points. Okay. So essentially – you just add 10 points on to whatever the yards so are. So do you value a wide receiver here more than? Yes. Normally I do. Um, so really I had, I had as a running back, I had Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb left okay. um, were the top two. And then receivers, it was Devontae Adams, Julio, and Tyreek Hill. And normally I would go Tyreek Hill because he's the ultimate deep threat guy. Um, he's going to get me a ton of bonus points with those, with those bombs coming from my homes. Yeah. But – I ended up going Joe Mixon, okay. running back. I think there aren't a lot of big running backs this year. I think it's the the big five or you know six, I guess you could say, with McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Cook, and Henry. Um, and then I think it kind of takes a little bit of dive after that. And um, yeah. I just wanted to get a for sure running back again. Like as we mentioned earlier, I'm an Oklahoma guy, so that has a little bit of bias there. So I went Joe Mixon. I think, like you say, catches the ball. He can run the ball. Yeah. I like to see what the new offense looks like with Joe Burrow and AJ Green coming back. Uh, so yeah. I'm interested. So I'll, I'll, you know, this is just a mock draft. I'm just kind of experimenting. Give me Joe Mixon. Nice. So after that, uh, Team Nine took Devonte Adams, yeah. leaving Benavidez. You had on the, on the. Um, You're close on the turn there. So we right. get the tenth pick. Yeah. So you you're looking at your guys and you know you got another pick coming back. What you looking at? Yeah, well, and see that was my thing. Like, um I, I was looking at Julio and Tyreek as far as wide receivers go. Um and uh I don't know. Uh, I, other options, you know, like Patrick Mahomes the first round is is for me is 
a crazy reach in all but that league we're in. Um, but, you know, it was like Julio, Tyreek, DeAndre, or Nick Chubb at the running back. And um, I don't know. I just have more faith in Julio this year. Uh, I I think he's going to get a, a lot more one-on-one routes because Calvin Ridley is going to show up a little bit more. Right. And so uh, I just I feel like he's going to have more opportunities. Yeah, and I think Julio is the ultimate like old reliable guy. You yeah, know what I mean like of course. You know he's going to get put up numbers. Right. I think it's a really safe bet. Um, you could have gone Tyreek Hill. He was up there too, but I think that's the kind of a maybe a boom bust kind of guy. Yeah. Well, and and for me honestly, the choice for me was between Julio and DeAndre. But I feel yeah. like I feel like there are going to be so many options in Arizona that his stats. I don't want to say they are going to suffer. But they're just not going to be what they have been when he was in Houston. Yeah, you know. So on the turn went uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, and Hopkins. So yeah, uh, had Hopkins had been there, I mean that would have been a nice little That's one too. And Julio and Hopkins stacked a wide receiver. Yeah, and that was the plan. I was hoping, truthfully, I was hoping either DeAndre or Nick Chubb would be available when I came back around again. Uh, and and of course they were the first two taken in the second round. So. Um, Normally, here's I like to get my running back. Like I get to get running back, wide receiver in my first two picks. Yeah. Uh, but with the one I wanted gone, and 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 I like Miles Sanders. I just fifteenth uh, overall is a bit rich for my blood for Miles Sanders for me. So I uh, I went with Travis Kelsey. I think you know, much like most of the Chiefs receiving core. They're gonna have a crazy year with Patrick. Any anytime Patrick Mahomes is back there, you know, uh, they're gonna put up crazy numbers. So yeah, it, it was Travis Kelsey for me. Yeah, and I think again, that's another one that like you can't really be mad at because he's such a reliable guy. Um, next pick after that was Lamar Jackson. Um, seems a little high for me, but I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with what he did last year. I think he will regress, but so I'm sitting there. I have. Uh, I have Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, and Chris Godwin are like the top two, top three guys. Um, I went with my homer pick. You know, I, 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 that was my homer pick, Miles Sanders. I, I I like Miles Sanders, obviously, as a player, but obviously, like, I, I do think he can take that next step this year. I yeah. do think that this is the year that he kind of breaks out. I think we have a lot of speed at wide receiver. Uh, that's going to kind of open things up for him. I think he can do so much. He really showed it up in the kind of week 12 to 17 range last year and proved to be like a top 10 running back in the league last year. I think in fantasy, he was like a top eight guy in the last four or five weeks of the season. Nice. He can do it both. And now that, you know, Jordan Howard's kind of out of the way, he's the lead guy in the backfield. And Doug Peterson's always kind of been a running back by committee guy, Mm -hmm. but he's never had anybody like Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? That is true. And uh, I just spent a lot of money on his jersey on Fanatic, so hopefully <laughs> this pays off. So it went Miles Sanders. Um, the next two picks went Kenyon Drake and Chris Godwin. Um, so Gregory was up, um, and you took an interesting choice. Yeah, there, so there were actually two picks I wanted that actually went right before me, Kenyon Drake and Chris Godwin. Those, If they were there, I, I was going to take uh, either one of those guys. But yeah. – Clyde Edwards Hilaire was on the board, and he's an interesting choice. Damian Williams has now opted out. He is now the lead back. They said, you know, he was the most complete draft or running back in the draft. I mean, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball. Joe Burrows came out and said he should have been the MVP for LSU 
pretty high endorsements there. Yeah. And Clyde Edwards is getting a lot of hype. I've seen him go as high as like the first round, eight, nine area. And so when he kind of fell to me, I was like, I'll take a gamble on him. So I'll double up. I'll go Kamara and uh, Clyde Edwards. And then later in the draft, I figured I would just load up on running backs and just try that strategy and see what happened. You mean running back or receiver? Running back. So I was going to take my two running backs early. And as you'll see, so the next picks went Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Kittle, Austin Eckler, Kenny Galladay, Juju, A.J. Brown. It came back to me. And I was like, all right, now now it's time to get my wide receiver one. It was between Mike Evans and DJ Moore. I figured Mike Evans would give me the more upside. I know Tom Brady, we don't know what he has for his arm, but Mike Evans can go up and get it. And if they're in the end zone, throw that little fade. That's it. You can't take take 6'5". So got me Mike Evans. And then DJ Moore went actually right after Mike Evans. And then Odell. And then Sean was back on the clock. Yeah, so – I've done a couple mock drafts recently where I've kind of gone zero wide receiver and I've done like three running backs straight. Yeah. Um, Two running backs and then my, my, my flex. Flex, Um, and I would have been fine with that. Um, but I ended up wanting to take a receiver here. I've been getting Adam Thielen in a lot of my mocks. Now that Diggs is kind of out of the way, it's going to be all on Thielen. I think he's gonna be a target monster. Um, so I think at the half point PBR league, you know, he may not be flying down the field, but I think he's going to get you just a ton of – I think he can get anywhere from like six to ten receptions a game, honestly. Uh, okay. So we'll see how that looks. Um, and also just like the next best running back available was Todd Gurley. I think I've just been burned by Todd Gurley way too much in the past <laughs> that I just don't trust him. It's a new team. I'm sure he'll do great, but I got two running backs. I got mixing and saying he's going to be Thielen. Um, so the next – pick was Todd Gurley right uh Gregory Le- or Benavidez left you with Chris Carson Melvin <laughs> Gordon and Jonathan Taylor who'd you go with uh I ended up going of the three uh I ended up going with Chris Carson I think he's got uh the most upside uh personally myself you know Seattle does a really good job of mixing run and pass you know um and, and as you'll see later in the draft you know uh the Seahawks picked up Carlos Hyde as well and and I don't really know how much that's going to affect Car- Chris Carson's workload, um, but you know it, it is something to think about. I still think he's going to get the majority of the touches by by far. Um, and poor Rashad Penny is just gonna he, he's just never going to see the light of day. Right, poor Rashad, you know. But- so on the flip, uh, it went Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper. So you ended up getting another running back. You went Leonard Fournette. I did, yeah. Uh, and and that and the sole reason for that one um, was because I I don't see anybody who's gonna take any carries away from him anytime soon in Jacksonville. Right. And and not only that, um, and I've said this about a couple guys. I think Leonard Fournette and and I think Kareem Hunt as well will not finish the year with the teams they started with. Uh, I I just I don't. I think someone's gonna lose a back, and those two have. Well, Kareem's just more about wanting to be a lead back. He doesn't right. want to be behind Nick Chubb, even in a timeshare. I think Chubb has done enough to, to deserve that number one spot. Oh, absolutely. That, like Hunt's, I mean, I think he'll see the field, but he's not going to be the number one guy. Absolutely. For after what he did last year. Yeah, and and if you're smart, you know, you take Kareem Hunt, maybe, you know, throw a little Baker Mayfield in a package trade, <laughs> and you go get you a premier quarterback. Uh, but that's just me. You know, yeah. that's just me talking, spitballing. But yeah, anyhow... Um, yeah, Leonard Fournette's one of the few guys who doesn't 
really have a timeshare for touches. So, you know, I took strength in numbers on that one. And then, uh, you know, like right after that, I believe it was uh, uh, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup. Zach. And then, oh, okay. And then Sean was right up after. That's right. So, okay. Sean so I have two the two homer pick. I'm telling you, man. So I had the two running backs and I had my receiver. Um, the next receivers up were Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, and Robert Woods. None of any that I were really kind of just like blown away by. Uh, and with tight ends, give me the top three or I'll just completely punt. And in, in, my, in, 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 my, in my mind, I still take Zach, uh, Zach Ertz over Mark Andrews. I just – because I, I understand the high-flying offense that is Baltimore and the kind of lack of, a, you know, a deep, accurate ball from uh, Lamar is going to mean a lot of, like, you know, tight ends and kind of slant routes. So I can see – I understand the appeal of Mark Andrews. Right. But again, I'm just Zach Ertz, 85. That's I'm sorry, 86. That's my guy. Um, so I went Zach Ertz there. Um, next picks were Calvin Ridley and Keenan Allen, which left Gregory on the clock. Gregory, you went another wide receiver here. Yeah, I was uh, hoping to get my wide receiver too here. I was looking at really three guys: Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Lockett. I was hoping one of those guys would be there for me. And uh, Kevin Ridley and Allen went before me. So Woods was there and took him. He went off on the second half. Cooper Cup, uh, he kind of disappeared. I don't know if that's going to be due to their new kind of personnel. I know they were running that two tight end personnel. But Woods, without Cooks gone or without Brandon Cooks, is there. He looked great, man. I just hope he can score a lot more touchdowns. He'll be a, de- a dependable number two. He'll put up 60 yards every game, it looks like. Um, after that, Cortland Sutton, James Conner, Bell, Tyler Lockett, Parker, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and then David Johnson. I was trying to do my homer pick, and I was hoping David Johnson <laughs> would come back to me. And then, huh? in my head, I was like, great, he's going to come back to me. Absolutely not. That's uh, hilarious. So now I was left at taking Mark Ingram or David Montgomery. Um, but I saw the value there in DJ Chark. I thought the Jags are going to suck this year, so they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And so I thought <laughs> DJ Chark would be a great flex for me. So I took DJ Chark and then Mark Ingram, and then Sean was back on the clock after Darren Waller went off. So really quick, going back to the David Johnson. I mean, David Johnson in the fifth round, you're getting the number one back in what you would think would be a pretty strong offense in the yeah. Texans. They're usually pretty good every year. Half PPR it's- league, too. He's going to catch the ball. You would think. I think fifth round David Johnson is a pretty good deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? A guy, I mean, he's kind of far off from what he used to be. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that was Arizona. You know, and they got 1,000 yards off of Carlos Hyde, who everybody written off. So, yeah. I mean. Did he really have 1,000 yards last year? Yeah. 1,000 yards. Rushing? Rushing. Yeah. Wow. So, how can that – I mean, David, David Johnson, I could see that uh, happening as well, you know? Well, I ended up going running back again. Uh, I wanted to get a good flex. Um I went with David Montgomery. I was honestly kind of between him and T.Y. Hilton um, as my wide receiver too. Uh, but I just, I, you know, I'm feeling strongly about running backs. I think he's kind of a bruiser. I think uh, it's just a matter of time before Nick Foles takes over and kind of turns that offense up a notch. So I'm going to go with David Montgomery. Hopefully he'll be kind of touchdown dependent. I'm not crazy about this pick. He was one of the ones that at the end of the thing when I looked at my team, I was like, ugh. But um, – <laughs> You know, who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. Again, this is a mock draft. I think it's a, just a thing to kind of have fun with and kind of experiment and see what your team can look like. Um, 
don't take it too seriously. That's kind of why I went with David Montgomery there. But I do think he'll be good. I just I think in my he's real draft, get, I don't think get I'll a pick lot him. right. Volume. Yeah, of course, a lot of, of volume there for sure. It's just with him and Tariq Cohen always makes me nervous. When it's, it's a running back in the kind of a committee or kind of splitting time, everyone wants that lead dog, that yeah. lead back. So we'll see. Um, kind of speeding things along. When Devin Singletary went next, Benavidez, you went T.Y. Hilton here. You needed another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, and that was that's all it was. I mean, it was T.Y., Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Green. And I thought about A.J. Green for a minute, but I just I don't know what Joe Burrow is going to do, yeah. you know. Uh, Stephon Diggs was another thought, but they have, like, Cole Beasley and John Brown as well. So I just – a lot of targets there. Um, you know, with Phillip Rivers, I think T.Y. is going to get a huge boost in, in looks alone. So that, that was it. I think that another reason why I kind of paused on T.Y. is that I had Keenan Allen last year and – I just I have no faith in, in Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, man. Jeez, anytime I needed it, like there was a couple of games where I lost by probably four or five points, and like in both games, I was watching the games, and Rivers was like had a game winning drive, and I was okay, touchdown or at least some yards and points. Yeah, both both game would have been game winning drives. He like threw picks. Oh, so good I just, Lord. Yeah, so I'm kind of over it. Um, maybe new team. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Dakota Prescott goes next. Uh, scoring McLaurin, Terry McLaurin goes after him. Uh, Team 12 got A.J. Green on the flop. Went Mostert. So now, Benavides, you ended up going quarterback here. Yeah, I did. And and it was tough because I almost – I thought about going to Sean for a minute. But like I said, I think they're going to do a lot with the air raid in Arizona. And and it's tough to pick a wide receiver out of that. But it's really easy to pick the quarterback because, you know, he's giving it to everybody. That sounded weird. Um, but <laughs> – that was the thought. I mean, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. They got rid of David Johnson. I don't know what their, you know, running back situation looks Kenyon like. Drake. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so there's him. Well, there's but that. But you got D Hop, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, exactly. And so everybody and gonna, Andy Isabella. Show respect to Andy Isabella and Andy. Yeah, exactly. And Toy so story. I think uh, I think everybody's going to get their fair amount of touches. So you know, Kyler's going to do that plus scramble if he has to well one man's trash is another man's treasure i ended up getting deshaun watson <laughs> um i think you know he's just another guy who's going to be super reliable and um i was in person against the game against atlanta when he had like six touchdowns mm. um so i don't want that to happen to me again next year so i'm gonna go ahead and take him <laughs> on my team this year so that doesn't happen um jarvis landry and hunter henry go next leaving gregory you you're looking for a f- i was gonna grab so here i was gonna grab a quarterback but sean took deshaun watson i thought about, right i did and i thought about taking um josh allen here but with on the board you have allen matt ryan drew Brees, and carson wentz i figured one of those boys would get back to me right so i went ahead and took since it's a half ppr league cream hunt just in case nick chubb goes down he's an instant Oh, yeah. Number one back. He right. can catch the ball, so he's going to get some value if I need to start him. Definitely. So it took Kareem Hunt here, and then Allen, Higby, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, Matt Ryan, Gallup, Drew Brees, Debo, and then came back to me, Carson Wentz. Bang. Who I think is uh, the guy was like 12th in passing, and he had no wide receivers last Man year. He was throwing the lawn furniture out there. So <laughs> now he's got some, he's got some wide receivers now. You know, some people were back healthy. I think, you know, this could be his year. So I went and pulled the trigger with Carson Wentz here. There you go. And then we had some top QBs go right after that, and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, and what did you see, Sean? 
so I mean, we talked about it when we were doing the uh, we're doing the draft. Is that like I don't know, but somehow Julian Edelman always finds his way onto my team in real life. <laughs> I think he's been drafted by my fantasy team like for the past four years. Um, I needed a wide receiver. I hadn't had a wide receiver too yet, um, so I needed a wide receiver. It was between him and Tyler Boyd, and I honestly think Cam's going to have a great year. And I, uh, you know, I think Cam's going to need someone who's going to be reliable. I don't know who. I mean, Nikhil Harry, maybe, maybe. But uh, give me Edelman. He knows the system. He he knows Belichick's offense, and I think Belichick's going to find a way to get him the ball and get Cam to get him the ball. So give me give me Jules. There you go. All um, right. And then it was what? Tyler Boyd right after that. And then after that, it was me. And y'all had taken basically everybody. And I had no faith in uh, Will Fuller staying <laughs> healthy for a full year. Right. So I went um, with Marvin Jones. He was still on the board there. Uh, you know, he's second behind Galladay, but he's still going to get his look. So um, I went I went Marvin Jones, that wide receiver there. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to be my flex either way. So. I don't need him to put crazy numbers up. So at Flex, I mean, the next two picks were DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. You didn't want to go running back there. You don't, what do you think about Swift and Akers? I'm still kind of up in the air about Swift because Carryon Johnson's still there. Yeah. I think people just assume that he's going to be the number one running back. Yeah. And Cam Akers, I guess, is the running number one running back, right? Yeah, he he is. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way with you about DeAndre Swift. I think Carryon's still going to get all the carries. Um, oh, awful. And then Cam Akers, I don't know. Like, it's really tough to tell, like, what's going to happen with him. You know what I mean? And and that's why I went Marvin Jones, because they, I saw Matt Breida was still on the board. And, and I feel like it's him and Jordan Howard yeah. in Miami. I, th- I think he's going to get the majority of the touches there in Miami. And uh, uh, no offense to DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers, but... I can't put much faith in rookies in round seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's tough. So, yeah, that's why, uh, like you said, DeAndre Swift Cam Akers went right after me. And then the Niners defense coming up quick in round eight. Eighth round. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty high for a defense. Uh, Fuller, and then it was back to you. Yeah, and that's why I said that's why I I went Brita. I think he's going to go. Um, and get the majority of the touches over Jordan Howard. So. And Jordan Howard went, and then Sean was up. Um, so I went Deontay Johnson, uh, wide receiver out of Pittsburgh. I think he's like kind of a fun, deep threat guy. And he's going to be the wide uh, receiver too. Yeah, and I think uh, with, with Juju kind of being the possession guy, I think Deontay could be kind of the deep threat. Again, I'm thinking about my league. We play 40-plus. Again, I'm not a guy that I was like super excited about drafting, <laughs> but I think it kind of is what it is. I, I think, think – um, and before we move on, um, what do you guys think about? We're kind of running long. We've already set our starters. I was just about to read mine off. Right. Yeah. So okay, let's let so we'll, we'll finish with you, Gregory. You okay. ended up going. Is that you right there? Yeah. So Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones went next. I needed just another since I went. Um, haven't get a haven't really had any running backs uh, other than Cream Hunt. So I went James White. And then since I went two running backs early, three wide receivers, I figured I'd just load up. And I went <laughs> James White, on Johnson. He could be the RB1. I got to have my tight end, Evan be. Egram. Uh, he'll be my starting tight end. I think Evan Egram in the 10th is great. Yeah. That's a great pick. And then I got Miko Hardman. He could be some big splash plays out there in Kansas City, especially if Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins get hurt. That He can fly and he just fits their offense. Yeah. 
picked up Hayden Hurst, who I think will be a great fit. Could be an Austin Hooper, you know, maybe not that big of a production value, but Austin Hooper uh, type yeah. in Atlanta. Grab Daniel Jones, hopefully for some upside. If uh, Danny Dimes, and then I think he's also a great kind of plug and play, like on a bye yeah. week. You know what I mean? I feel, yeah, you know, um, hopefully some positive production. You know, I mean, he had he can run the ball, throw the ball, and then I got the L.A. Rams and Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold. Um, so after I went Deontay Johnson in the eighth and the ninth, I get Tariq. Cohen. I got him as my cuff to David Montgomery. I think it's really important that if you get a guy who kind of splits carries, or if you guys have a guy, like you were saying, um, who's kind of a backup running back, so how you took Kareem Hunt. Even if you don't have Nick Chubb, I think it's smart to get backups who would be like kind of like just like number one guy. So that was kind of the thought behind good that. trade bait, too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say that somebody needs that guy, you can probably get more for him than you normally would. Um, ended up going back to back, Jameson Crowder and Robbie Anderson. So the, the new the new Jets receiver and the old Jets receiver, Robbie Anderson, now in Carolina. Um, I did again the same thing we just talked about. I took Alexander Madison. Love it. I think he's a great kind of play if if Dalvin hurt Dalvin Cooks gets hurt rather. Um, picked up Big Ben. I I think it'll be a toss up between him and Cam for comeback player of the year, and I think it'd be nice to really kind of pair him with uh Deontay Johnson if uh, there's ever a bye week I, I didn't look at my bye weeks but if I had a quarterback wide receiver out on the same bye week putting them in and hoping for a deep bomb yeah. double the points on that one um I like to kind of stack quarterbacks and, and receivers if I can um and then I finished my last two rounds with Kansas City Chiefs defense and Jake Elliott I think the best defense is a good offense uh keeping you know Mahomes out there on the fields keeping other people off of it so hopefully Chiefs can have something good. And then uh, my home, my third homer pick, uh, Jake Elliott. Uh, We're banking got, on it. We're he's got a leg, all in. But he does have a leg, though. Like, I love Jake yeah. Elliott. He does have a leg. So kind of switching back over to you. After you pick Brita Benavidez, where did you go? Yeah, after that, um, I went ahead and got my backup tight end. I already had Travis Kelsey. So I went ahead and went Gronk. Um, I, I think he's still going to put a lot of production up. And the tight end is usable as the flex in this league. So, you know, I, I can run a two tight end set. Um, after that, I went Cam Newton. Like you said, I think the production is going to be there. Um, got to be a shoe in for comeback player of the year. Uh, I've got Kyler, so I feel like I can, you know, almost almost play the matchups week by week. Um, after that, I went Tevin Coleman. Um, I just, I you know, at that point, I think he's my fourth running back. So I just really wanted depth, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The touches will be there, but that was about it. Uh, this is where it got a little weird. I decided to go defense a little earlier than I normally do. I went in the 12th. Uh, but the Patriots defense has been steady. I have nothing. I have no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely so, not. So I figured I'd get him while they were there. Um, after that, I went Curtis Samuel. I think him and DJ Moore, you know, they're – really going to put in work this year. So uh, pumped about that. Robbie Anderson probably as well, but I think with the off season, but off season being what it was, it's going to be a little tougher for him. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I went and got my kicker Harrison Butker. Like you said, I mean, the chiefs are going to put up so many points. Right? He's going to be, yeah, probably the number one kicker. Yeah, exactly. And then my last round, I went and got Carlos Hyde. Cause he was still out there. And like I said, Chris Carson, is going to be the main back, and I just don't he see them. He has some injury histories too. With getting Carlos, oh, of Hunt, that's that's a great handcuff. Yeah, and I got him in the dead last round, so uh, I think like it was uh, it was good for me there. 
Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll do like we did last time. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll post this on our Twitter yeah. and our Instagram. We want you guys to vote and let us know who you thought had the best uh, draft. Who won last year? Last last mock? Uh, I think last mock, was man, it? I, it was one of the two of y'all. Yeah, I know my team, nobody said anything about mine. So I, was, <laughs> I got a grand total of zero votes on that. Uh, but I, I want to say... Gregory was the team that, that ended up winning it. So we'll post it again. Look for it, like I said, on Instagram, MSM Productions 2020. Uh, you'll see it up there and Twitter as well. Um, and let us know what you think. Yeah, so let us know. Um, we got to take down Gregory. I think if we're going by the uh, the Fantasy Pros grading system, I think you got, what, I think, like a 97? Yeah, I think you won it again. A, a plus, 97. So Yeah, I had finished in the 86. You had 84, 84 right? 84, yeah. So, again, I, this wasn't my favorite mock draft I've ever done, but I think it's really important to experiment. And uh, that's, what, you know, that's what these times are used for, yeah. is to maybe draft some players you wouldn't normally draft. Just see what it looks like. See what it kind of gives you. And at the end, look at your team and be like, oh, man, this team rocks. Or, oh, man, this team sucks. Yeah, right? I mean, the grades at the end of it, they're fun to look at and compare, but – you could have a B minus a C and you could love your team and you could still win those mm-hmm. leagues. I mean, we, we've talked about it. I mean, I, I did it last year in one of the leagues. I had a D minus. I mean, you trade a lot of your people. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, that's what a good GM should do, but yeah, you know, I don't, don't worry about the, the grades. Just go off of who you think you can build a strong team off of. Exactly. And and then if you can get a bunch of guys on your bench that maybe aren't starters, but you know that they're cuffs for other people that you can try to trade and flip them. Smart. I've done that a few times. That's the whole, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. a few, if you can get a Carson Wentz and you know someone's real homebody for Carson Wentz. Hey, man, we did a trade I last did that year. last year. I wanted yeah. Drew Brees, and I figured I could get an extra piece for him if I got Carson Wentz. And I don't know if I did. No, nah, we just did a straight-up oh, trade. Oh, I badgered I him enough. We just did straight-up <laughs> Drew Brees. But I, I mean, you won that one, right? Oh, no, I mean, I, Brees got injured for like five weeks. Yeah. So maybe you didn't. I yeah. don't know. Should have got that extra piece. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so we're going to post these results on the Instagram and the Twitter. So make sure to follow us um, and, and let us know what you think. Um, Benavides, you want to let us know where they can follow us at? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram, uh, MSM Productions 2020. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, uh, Major Sports Media. Uh, you can email us if you want as well, msmdailymail at gmail.com. However, when you get, however you want to get a hold of us, good Lord, I can't talk. Um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to, to take what you got, man. You know what I would love to do is if we can, if we can swing it, um, doing like our third mock draft, Get some listeners, create a mock draft lobby like we just did, do a mock draft with some of the fans. Yeah. And then, okay. uh, read the results online like we did for this one for, for 3.0 yeah. and kind of go over uh, three. So if you're interested and you want to be in, in the next mock draft 3.0, shoot uh, us an email. Yeah, yeah definitely. Email. Reach we'll probably, out. Maybe not next week, but maybe the week after that. Uh, we'll get another one in. Yeah, we'll definitely get another one in before you know September kicks off. So uh, yeah, let us know if you want to be in it, man. We'd love to just set up a mock. We'll do it on online, and then we'll talk about the results online. And if you know somebody that we like or we know, we might even give you a call to explain your picks. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I know this one ran a little long, so appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, until next week, man. Enjoy right, it. Good one. Yeah. Peace, love, and pancakes. See you.